Well, there's nothing left to be said. Good morning. And happy Thanksgiving to you. I have an announcement to make. I'm officially 20 pounds heavier than I was last week. And I'm not sure. I think it might be because of the weather uh, or because I've been eating nonstop for 140 hours. Could be one or the other. But I really did have a great Thanksgiving. And it's not because of the things that you would expect. In fact, what I expected is that the greatest moment of Thanksgiving would be sitting around the dinner table with my mom and dad, my kids, my sister and her husband and their kids, eating a delicious turkey and some incredible uh, sweet potato casserole made from Ruth's Chris recipe. It was beautiful, but that wasn't my favorite moment of Thanksgiving. Actually, my favorite moment of Thanksgiving was the unexpected moment. One of them was walking with my kids and my sister's kids and my sister and my wife and my mom down to the convenience store two blocks from their house to pick up ice cream bars for all the kids. And walking behind all the kids as they were eating their ice cream bars and some of them, all of them, were really just looking around at the world and at the beautiful fall foliage. The trees had just turned reds and orange and yellow felt like I was seeing the world for the first time through their eyes. And then the other favorite moment was when the whole family went Black Friday shopping and they left me at home. <laughs> but there was a catch. They were going to leave me at home with my one-and-a-half-year-old son named Luke, who also wasn't really interested in Black Friday shopping. So the two of us went to a coffee shop, and we shared a hot chocolate and an oatmeal raisin cookie. The two greatest moments of my Thanksgiving weren't moments that I expected would be the greatest moments. Think back on your week. What were the greatest moments? Were they ones that you expected or they were, were they ones that you didn't expect would happen? In the scripture today, we hear the words of Jesus speaking to his disciples and he's responding to a question that they asked. And the big question that they have is, when is this uh, pain? When is all the sorrow? When when are all the tears going to go away? When will God's kingdom finally be established? And Jesus responds with these words to the disciples, and they're probably not words that you would expect that he would respond with. Let's read from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 36 through 44. These are the words of Jesus. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered the ark, they knew nothing until the great flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. 
then two will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken, and the other will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake, and he would have not let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So today is a big day for the church and for our community because it's not just the end of Thanksgiving weekend and we're not all just looking back, we're looking forward because this is the beginning of the Christmas season, the Advent has begun, the adventure, as Elizabeth so eloquently put it, has begun. And this is when things start to build up and up and up and crescendo to that very big moment of Christmas Eve. When the pews won't have any room left in them because so many people will pack this building and the fellowship hall for worship services to celebrate Jesus Christ's birth. But you know what? You probably also are starting to plan your Christmas Eve celebrations. Maybe you've looked at those five services we're having and thought, no, I'm not going to attend the two o'clock or the four o'clock, but maybe the six o'clock or eight o'clock. No, wait, definitely the 10 o'clock service is the one for me. And that's the moment when my Christmas will be made complete. It will be the big moment of Christmas. I can't wait for it. But the irony of the way that we celebrate Christmas, marching toward Christmas Eve like it's some big countdown, which is wonderful, is that that's not how the first Christmas Eve was. The first Christmas Eve was completely unexpected. Mary and Joseph, they had no idea that they were going to be having a baby. It wasn't according to their plan. It was something that God told Mary would happen, and Joseph was not happy about it at all because to the community it appeared that they were having an illegitimate child. And so the shame was definitely not something that Joseph had planned or expected. And then... A month out from Jesus' birth, Mary and Joseph had no idea when Jesus would come, and they had no anticipation or expectation that there would be this census that they would have to be registered for. So they went to be registered for the census, obviously thinking that the baby wouldn't, wouldn't come during this trip. They could probably get there and back and then have the baby. No, just like all young parents, they find that that baby comes when that baby is ready to come. And so it happened, right when they arrived in Bethlehem and there was no room for them in the inn because you know what? The innkeeper wasn't expecting it. And the shepherds were not expecting to encounter angels in the field because otherwise they would have had someone there to watch their sheep for them. But they had to leave their sheep because they weren't expecting to have to pay a visit to a newborn king that was born in an unexpected location of a manger, a dirty old stall for animals. 
See, everything about the first Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, was completely and utterly unexpected. See, God's work in this world is not something that a pundit or a weather reporter or a prophet or a priest can tell you exactly will happen. In fact, Jesus says that even He, look at the Scripture, even the Son and the angels will not know the day or the hour. It's a secret that is kept safely and not known in heaven. But that great final ingathering of the heavenly family will take place that next greatest moment, in fact, probably the greatest moment of all time in all of history and all of creation will take place a lot like the birth of Jesus at a completely unexpected time, at an unexpected hour in an unexpected way. We should always have the anticipation that God will do God's greatest work in unexpected times and unexpected ways. When Jesus unpacks this idea that his disciples, he starts to give some illustrations of people. He starts out with the illustration of people who are eating and drinking, and then people who are marrying and giving in marriage, then people who are working in the field side by side, and then people who are cooking together, they're grinding meal together, and then even the illustration of this, this owner of this house that, that is wondering when the thief will come. And each one of these is a different, seemingly mundane moment in the life of a human being. An ordinary moment, a moment when life takes place, when all of the shift happens. And I can assure you that it will be during the mundane and ordinary moments of our life that God is ready to break into our world. And to cause the greatest transformation. Jesus even talks about in the scripture today about Noah. He talks about that great moment when God turned a chapter, a very big chapter in human history. Noah brought all of the animals into the ark and even his family. And then a great flood swept away all the people who were not expecting or were not ready. But if you look deeper in that story, you will find that Noah did not know when exactly it would happen, but Noah was ready. Are you ready? Jesus is telling the people in, that he's speaking to that they need to be ready. They need to be prepared. They need to be ready for that great moment. These are Jesus' words. Keep awake. He says, therefore also you must be ready for the coming of the Son of Man. For the Son of Man will come at the unexpected hour. The point is that we should always be ready for that greatest moment of creation. If you've ever heard of Queen Victoria or studied her story a little bit, you'll know that she was loved by quite a few people in Scotland. And one of the things they loved about her is that she would come and pay unexpected visits to people in their farmhouses and in their little cottages. She was known for doing this. 
And so people in the area would keep their houses looking pretty nice, just in case the queen might drop in. They, in fact, had a little chair set off just for the queen, in case the queen might show up with an unexpected visit to their little cottage. And they would say these words to one another. I'll not do an accident. An accent, trust me. I, I would fail miserably. Okay, I'll do it. Perhaps today she'll come my way. Perhaps today she'll come my way. Many people do think that Jesus is suggesting that the difference between those who are taken and those who are not taken will be based on how clean their house is or what they're doing at that very moment. But actually, Jesus points out that there are two people in the field doing exactly the same thing. One was taken and one was not taken. That there's two people cooking, they're grinding meal together. One is taken and one is not taken. So it appears that the difference between the people that are taken and the people that are not taken is not based on exactly what they're doing in life. It's based on something deeper. It's based on the condition of their heart. So as we enter this Advent season and we prepare our hearts for Christmas and we look forward to that great moment, we should recognize and maybe even shudder at the thought that even though we're doing all the same things as one another and we're shopping in the same stores and we're walking down the same streets and and even maybe saying the same things on Facebook or making the same phone calls, that half of us might be missing the point entirely. And we might be missing God's great inbreaking into the world. And Jesus seems to be suggesting that if we are so monofocused on a moment distant in the future, that we might be missing all of the great hours in between. All of the greatness that God wants to have us experience in our life. And there's some people who think that that being ready, having your heart ready, is this kind of oppressive condition. But actually, Jesus, I don't think, was telling them to be ready for a final moment. I think everything we know about Jesus is that he wanted people to live to their fullest in, in each and every moment. To live every moment to its fullest. And to live with the expectancy and the alertness that God is there at your doorstep. And that God's great inbreaking could happen at any second in your life. And the great truth of Thanksgiving and Christmas is that the determinant of a life well lived is not how much we get from this world or how much food is on our table or what present we give or what present we get on Christmas Day. There's so many people who have so much in this world, yet they're so unhappy. And far too much of this world, this season is focused on the material presence and the prizes. It is focused on the cleaning of the houses for the unexpected visitors. And this kind of monofocus on obtaining more unintentionally blinds us 
to the miraculous presence and power of God in our daily life. Jesus says, keep awake. He says, be ready. Because His promise to us is that the greatest inbreaking of God will take place in the unexpected hour. Are you ready for what God will do this coming Christmas season? Are you fully prepared to meet Jesus at each and every turn? Are you ready to encounter Jesus? Maybe right now. Let us pray. Dear God, we approach you with humility and adoration. We thank you that you are the God who writes the story of our life. You are the one who shapes our life and you are the one who determines when you will encounter us and how. May we live with hearts that, that are only aware of your great beauty and depth of surprise. That as we march forward to Christmas, may we not be so focused on Christmas that we miss everything that happens in between. All of the opportunities to connect and share your love with those around us. Draw us closer into your love, God. Fill us up. Help us to live this life to its fullest. And let us not be shy from sharing your love with each and every person we meet. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. And all God's people said, Amen.